You are listening to the Hello Sport Podcast. All right, welcome back to the Hello Sport Podcast. The home of... Unqualified Opinion and Unwavering Bob. There you go. Back for a Monday. Are we in May? Mm-hmm. May 2nd. 2nd? Damn, dude. This year... What's that May Star Wars reference? May the, May May the, the 4th. Fourth. Be with you. That's May just, the 4th. But that's like people with lisps, right? That's what it's about. Like, that's a, is it that is it a lisp joke? Do you think it's a lisp lisp based thing? I'm trying to work it out. I I've, think it's mean spirited if it is, but I think it might be. I've never heard of that association. I before. think it's just May the it's just a play on May the Force. Right. The force. I thought it was like people with lisps. There's a whole thing about lisps. That's what you thought. Well, I thought it might have been like an international lisp day. May the Force. <laughs> I can see how you could think that. Like that's not a leap. May the fourth be with you. Oh, dude! International Lisp Day. Yeah, is, you, is, it, is, unf- it, is it is it actually International Lisp Lisp Day? Is it unfair that the word to describe the affliction is also hard to say if you have it? Lisp. <laughs> you know what I mean? Okay, so I googled uh, yeah, I googled National Lisp Day and <laughs> it did actually say it's it's on the fourth of May. So <laughs> bullshit. Is it? Well, it's is very, actually it's a very data? tenuous. There's this website, what national day is it? And it says something like, um, they pick up things on social media algorithms to decipher whether people are celebrating it as a day. So they detected... Um, That's so good. The most recent was three, was three years ago. The, the most recent International the, Lisp Day. The most recent time they detected someone talking about International Lisp Day on the 4th of May was three years ago. Well, now maybe it'll be this year. Let's celebrate go. it. Let's celebrate yeah. it. May the 4th. Yeah. International, International Lisp, Lisp Day. Day. But I mean, I do think that like Lisp, you know, like couldn't you have come up with a better fucking word? Look, I think we could have. I think that it was potentially mean-spirited or it may have been an oversight. One, like, you know, yeah. it could have just been an innocent mistake to make that word hard to say for people that have lists. Yeah, why are you speaking like, I've got a lisp? Oh, right. I don't, still don't know what it means because you're not saying that word correctly. Not knocking lisps, but like, it's a tough word to say if you've got it. Maybe the word came about because lisp kind of sounds like the sound. Potentially. I don't really know how any words come around, to be honest. They just sort of show up. Yeah, they do just rock up, don't they? You know what I mean? You just, they just show up one day and you're like, Knock on oh, the right. front door and you're like, oh, okay, here you go. You know? I guess like, you're here. Yeah, I guess you're here. And was there like a period of time when shitloads of words were invented at the same time? Like a big bang? Like a big bang of words. words. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> was there a big bang for words and now it's just like a trickle of yeah, them? Yeah, yeah. Because we don't really have that many getting added anymore. Ever expanding think. into the... But I don't... Th- but it's but it's not like the big bang in that it's like it exploded then it's accelerating. No, you're it's right. Like it's like it's banged. I, th- I reckon it probably banged shitloads of words one day. Like people were just sitting there and just fucking smashing, smashing them out. Smashing out words. Boom. What about this one? What about this one? What about this one? And and any and you could get away with anything back then as well. Any like, word, let's put a K in front of a knife. Like done. Yeah, yeah. Why so, would you do that? Don't ask questions. Doesn't matter. It's different to to tonight, but it's K N I G H T. Oh, what should we call all that body of water? Let's call it a C. Well, we've already got C. Remember, we're like we're already doing that. Fuck it. Doesn't matter. We're out of time. We're let's out just, of time. We don't have enough fucking. We don't have enough words. We don't have enough words. Just keep. It's, it's okay. Yeah. So we're also just attributing the same word to multiple different to things. multiple different. Spell things. it differently. But why would you do that? Because we don't have fucking time. <laughs> We've run, we're running out of time. We've got to get this fucking language up and about. Yeah, we've got to, get, we've got to stand this language up. We, we've got to be stood up. 
It's like a giraffe that you need to you need to get that giraffe walking, well, otherwise it's going to get eaten. Yeah, that, you've got to come out being able to stand if you're a giraffe because you have to survive on the savanna. That's right. Whereas if you're born into a plushy, cushy human ha- home, yes, you're able to just be a fucking floppy potato. For the like, first yeah, I'm going to take months. the piss. Yeah, t- I'm going to do nothing. Shout out to Zoe who takes the piss. Just yeah, doesn't do anything. She can sit up. She's got there now. She's she can sit up, but I like you got to keep an eye on her because she'll fucking ooh. like she'll once fall. she starts going. Gravity's still stronger than her. How old is she now? Six months, and she's still just flopping about. She's like she can do like a push up, probably more than me, and she can sit up and then she starts to. So, you know, but she's good. She's well. Sleep training. We're in the middle of sleep training. She's not sleeping. Three weeks in. It's great. Tell you what sleep deprivation is. Did you need to sleep sleep train Evie? Evie? No, I don't think so. I don't remember so. We've just had a particularly bad, like, run of sleepless nights. Or, like, just a fucking, not even sleepless nights for me, but just shit sleeping from her. So sleep training, the new thing, seems to be working. We're only two days in. Am I counting my chickens? Yes, because when you need it, you count them. You know? When you're desperate for them, when you're desperate for chickens, you count them before they hatch. Well, you can't help it. If you're fucking desperate, if you're desperate, you will count your chickens. doesn't Have matter to. if they're hatched or not. You go, what, what's the upper limit of what I've got here? Now, they, yeah. some of them might just come out as eggs that you eat. But there's nothing wrong with that either. Well... The problem there is, Edward, that you are going to leave them for a point because you're hoping for them to become chickens. Where I think, so let's say over under, who knows, a chicken takes 12 weeks to grow inside an egg. It's probably way longer, uh, way shorter than that. But I also, who the fuck knows? Let's say it's that. If I'm waiting that time for a chicken to potentially grow inside that egg, were it not to grow, I fear the egg would not be edible. So you got to make, make the call early. Is this thing an egg? Is this thing breakfast? Or is this thing a potential chicken? Is that what you're saying? Right. That's interesting. I hadn't thought about that. Yeah. What is, what is, yeah. The, what is the time frame on an egg? 20 to 21 days, up to 30 days for some other types of poultry. Bro, that's pretty wild from egg laid I'm egg. Assuming, I'm assuming non-refrigerated. <laughs> well, no, yeah, you keep them warm, keep warm. Or is that only when it's born? You got hold to on. Are you saying the? Are you saying how long an egg can Hang go on. without eating, or yeah, to yeah. become a chicken? No, I'm talking about eating. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> okay, to no. becoming a chicken. Thirty days. That's not long, dude. That's not long at all. Bones, feathers, beaks, eyes. What's body. the longest gestation? Is it elephants? I feel like it's maybe whales. Whales. But I'll look it up. How long are whales? Couple of years. This is real Thursday rhetoric on a Monday, it is. isn't it? We've come in. We've come we've in, in a Thursday mood. Yeah, we uh, have. It's probably that we're we're aching for Thursday. Yeah, we are. But it's not. It's Monday. No. But we ache for Thursday. So African elephants, six hundred and forty-five days. Sperm sperm whales up to five hundred and ninety. Holy five hundred and nineteen days. Ninety nine zero. But elephants six hundred and two days. Oh, 600. Oh, 645. That's, That's two years. That's two, yeah. Well, just well, under. You get it. You know what we mean. It's basically two years. Mm. You could see two in a real grand finals. No, you couldn't. Whatever. You could see, you could see two. Yeah, you could see two. You could see most of two seasons. You could see most of two seasons. You could see two in a real grand finals yeah, yeah. in fucking one year, one day. Oh, that's a great yeah, point. Yeah, you could. That's, yeah. that's a great point. You couldn't see three, though. You couldn't no, see. No, you couldn't see three. Couldn't see three. But, I mean, that's a long time to be pregnant, having never been pregnant. 
Shout out to the plane. Who wants to sponsor it? Anyone want to sponsor that plane? It's your opportunity. Um, 600 days. Good for the elephants. Well done. I mean, they've got a lot to grow. I would have thought a fucking blue whale. Or do they just not know with blue whales? I'd say that'd be... I don't think they know anything. They don't even know where blue males mate. Blue whales, not blue males. Blue males. Well, the blue whales, the male version of blue whales are blue males. Sure. That's a great point. Blue male whales. Well, it does say blue, blue female whales, 10 to 12 month gestation period. How? 10 to 12 months? 10 to 12 months. So they don't know. Yeah, they don't know. Two <laughs> months is a long, like that's a big difference. Have they been able to like tag blue whales? You might be like, if you get a boat alongside them, you know, they just like psh, prod them. Don't know. I don't know how you tag. They fucking like spear gun them through like a fin. Edge. Yeah, I don't think they can feel it. They're pretty big. They are big. Well, what? they're the biggest thing to have ever existed, so they're pretty big. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Well, I wonder though, what if there was something bigger that existed in the ocean and it's just all rotten? Well, I always say, that, like, I'm like, yeah, okay. You can't tell me that for but certain. But you can't, you don't know for sure. They don't know anything, bro. You're sort of fucking discovering animals. And you're they make a lot, they, look, they, people seem to make a lot of assumptions, Tom. Yeah. A lot of assumptions. Too many, in my opinion. What's, is there a saying around assumptions? Assumptions are the mother of all... No, evil. Assuming makes an uh, like assuming makes an ass the mother out of, of all evil. No, there's it's assuming makes an ass yeah. out of you and me. Assumptions. But what's the something? What is the mother say? of all evil? Or is it the root of all evil? Whatever. But Isn't that like, money is the root of all evil. Maybe. Maybe. It's probably not a bad point either. Um, yep. Eat the rich. Hot water's off in my house, guys. Why? Don't know. Don't know. Have you paid your hot water bill? I would assume that we have, yes. Your electricity bill? You got gas in the house? Uh, you're asking me questions I don't know. I don't think so. I don't think we're a gas operation. Well, you'd be able to tell by the uh, the stove. No, you're right. We're not a gas. We're not. Um, so then you're, so you're, your electricity yeah. tank, which generally speaking would be heating overnight. Yeah, so I went. Peak. I had to go down to the power box, real masculine shit in the house because the hot water wasn't working last night. And I'm like, okay, torch on, spiders everywhere, a little bit stressed, a little bit overwhelmed. What am I doing? And I'm looking and all the mains for the three apartments, hot waters, the two other ones were flicked up and ours was down. So I'm thinking, okay, bang, here we go. Daddy's found it. Daddy's a fucking hero. You know, what a man. Mm. No task too fucking great for me. Mm. Flicked it back on. Obviously, it didn't warm up in time for me to have a shower. I did play cricket yesterday. We'll get into it. Was dirty, needed a shower late at night. So I had to basically fill up a, a pot of warm water and stand in the shower with like a rag and just wipe myself down. Instead of having a cold one. Fuck that, dude. It was too cold last night. I was like, I need I need warmth, and I'm just going to, like, wipe down everything. You could have just panted it out. Just... Yeah, I know, dude. You know Wim Hof it, bro. I wasn't in the mood to Wim Hof it. But you got a bit of whim in you. I don't mind a Wim Hof every once in a while, but I think a Wim Hof in the morning better than, like, bedtime. A bedtime whim. Is there... Like, does whim whim at night? I think whim probably... He... It's even too cold at night for whim. You don't reckon whim not... He doesn't... He doesn't... Maybe he doesn't share it. Does not. he ever rug up that cunt or is he just like. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, he's always just getting around in the snow. Yeah, I'm like, what does like, he do in summer? He must lose his mind. <laughs> he hates summer. He hates summer. He'd be the summer. one of the only people. Yeah. Although I get Well, maybe he he's just it. like, you know how, like, I just chase summers. Maybe Wim chases, Wim chases winter. winter. Yeah. 
Have we got anything on Wim? Well, uh, there are things that say the best time to do it is in the morning and on an empty stomach. But it does say people who practice the Wim Hof method report many benefits such as better sleep. And so when you regularly experience sleeping problems, the Wim Hof method is a great way to improve your sleep. But it doesn't specifically say to do it before. There is a part of me with that shit where I'm like, are you just promising me the world? Oi, have a fucking freezing cold shower. You'll sleep better. Have a freezing cold shower in the morning. You'll fucking feel better. Friend of the show, Charlie from Pilot, I think he told us, and maybe he was telling us about Wim Hof, but he was saying that cold showers help psoriasis. I think I'd prefer psoriasis. Well, I know that like warm water really. opens up your pores and your skin, and so it kind of makes them more vulnerable to like whatever shit's in the outside world getting into your pores. So mm-hmm. I know like I've heard you're meant to like finish your shower in cold water so it like closes your pores. It's just Do you think it's going back to like when Generally speaking, like we didn't have hot water systems. Water would have been cold. You swim in rivers. Colder. Yeah, you shower, you clean yourself in rivers. Yeah. I wonder when people did start. Because, I mean, like obviously you could warm up the water very Thursday. Um, warm up the water on a fire. So you could technically have a warm shower at that point or a warm bath or a warm whatever. But did that become like a luxury? Like, you know, just because you could heat up water doesn't mean you were having a warm bath. When you're in like a tribe or some shit. Well, just because you can heat up water doesn't mean you should. It's a huge point. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> it doesn't mean you should. Yeah. It might have been frowned upon. It might have been seen as like very, uh, very bloody highbrow. Mm. It's snooty. Yeah. Imagine that living in a time when a warm bath or shower was like, what a wanker. Yeah. What a fuck. Look at this fuckwit. What a fuck. Fuck with. Yeah. I think I think about that shit all the time. I was thinking about... It was only yesterday I think I was thinking about this. Being like... It, imagine seeing the first fridge or the first freezer. Like the first fucker to walk around with ice in his drink. You'd be like, you fucking <laughs> snooty cunt. <laughs> oh, look at Mr. Cold Drink over there. I know. Right, oh, dickhead. <laughs> yeah. Oh, sorry, the fucking drink not cold enough for you. Like, I see, you know, you, like, watch those, like, old movies and shit. And, like, all I can think of, like, um, Downton Abbey and stuff. And all I can think about is you, you cunts are drinking, like, lukewarm drinks, every single one of you. No, nothing's chilled. No, nothing's chilled. Nothing's I was chilled. Sort of, I thought about it a lot with Game of Thrones. I'm like, this must be, like... The most room temperature wine in the world. In, not of all time. Of all time. Like so lukewarm, like room yeah, temperature. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, just piping warm. Like just, but not hot. No, piping warm. Just warm. Just warm, warm as to fuck. the touch. Now there and was. It actually makes me feel hungover. There was. I thought like with fridges and shit back in the day, like the first fridges, you would actually they were just like ice boxes. Like you'd get a big block of ice delivered to your house or something by the ice man. Mm. There was like an ice man. Yeah, how did they make like, the ice? That I don't I think know. they just really heavily insulated it because they used to go out to like Alaska or Antarctica and shit and get massive, like huge blocks. So that and I then guess transport melt them too and then just chip away at them. Yeah. Um, See, and, and then, then even like like ancient civilizations and shit would have like they all dug weird things underground to like keep things cool during summer and stuff, which is like really yeah, impressive. But you're not shit. keeping it cold. No, you're not keeping it cold. Like, you can leave a glass cool of water. Cool and cold are not the same thing. <laughs> yeah, that is true. You can't put a glass of water on the ground and then have it come up chilled. It would probably come up slightly warmer than slightly if it was fucking out in the sun. You mean probably. slightly cooler? Cooler. Yeah. You know Stubby I mean. cooler. 
anyway, welcome to Thursday slash Monday yeah, so slash Thursday slash Monday pod uh, slash I don't have any hot water. Um, but so did you have a hot shower this morning? No, it's st- it was still off. So I don't know what the fuck's going on. That's what I'm saying. I flicked it up, thinking I'm good, thinking I'm Mr. Handyman. Have you checked it again this morning? No, I didn't. I had to leave the house in a, in a flurry. Something might be shorting it. Yeah. The big short. Anyway, Einside, please reach out. Because I'm under the impression those things get to their warm and in the middle of the night. So it, she should have woken up with a warm one. Yeah, I didn't wake up with a warm one, Eddie. Didn't. I'll check it when I get home. But I still could be wrong and I also don't know what I'm talking about. Well, we don't know what we're talking about generally. How was your weekend? My weekend was good, mate. Another wedding? Another wedding. Do you know any of these Shout people? Shout out to Miles and Emma for, for fucking having us. It was, it was good stuff. Few fucking dribblers down there. Shout out to all you cunts as well. Um, That's nice. It was nice. Dribblers it was good. at the wedding. Dribblers at the wedding. Into- dribblers at the wedding. Um, met some some lovely young dribblets and dribblers. Oh, okay. Um, a healthy mixture of both, which yeah, is good nice. to see. Yeah, that's nice. That's really nice. Like seeing our dribble, dribblets out and about. Mm. Um, do I know any of these people? I assume you mean the, I get invited to so many weddings. I can't possibly. You can't know possibly them. know them all. Yeah. Like I feel like there's <laughs> there's a, certainly a, a portion of these weddings you go to where you're like the part the plus one, and you're just like. I was a fringe invite, and yeah. I don't think that I'm I'm not breaking new ground bringing that up. Yeah. I think Miles even told me that I was a fringe invite. Right. I'm like, well, but he's like, but you know. And I'm like, well, I do know. Miles, I get it. Like, yeah. you know, we don't necessarily spend a lot of time together. No, we don't spend shitloads of time do together. Do you have his number? No, I don't. Okay. There we go. I was, I was do you in, have his email? I was invited because Emma is invited by – Ella was invited by Emma, and I'm I'm just like – Yeah, I'm, exactly. You know, You're like the fucking handbag. We're engaged to be married, yes. so, you know, yeah, yeah, you, you yeah. usually get a bait as well. So have you recycled wedding outfits at this point? Yes, I have. You have because at some point you have to. Well, I, course, why? Why wouldn't I have time? You buy you buy a tux mm-hmm. at the start of your first wedding season, mm-hmm. and you wear that fucking thing into the ground. You pound that fucker. Yeah, pound it. Pound I mean, it. I might get I might get two hundred wears out of it in the fullness of time. I'm right? surprised you haven't already. I may well have already. Whereas girls don't have that luxury. No, they've got a fucking they recycle amongst themselves, but they'll never recycle something. No, as in so they'll like switch them, give them to each other, you mean? That's right. Right, But yeah. they wouldn't ever wear it again twice. No. I literally have a suit and I'm like, I'll wear this thing for fucking everything. I don't care what it is. I've gone back to the... I, but I have... I, I got a linen suit that I've gone... I've worn that twice now with the same shirt, so I'm recycling already. Yeah, you're already recycling. Oh, fuck yeah. Reduce, reuse, recycle. Reduce, reuse, recycle. But it was a great fucking hit out, Himes Beach. Beautiful part of the world. Supposedly the whitest sand in Australia. That's what they tell me. It's pretty mm-hmm. white. It is white. It, but it wasn't white enough. Like, I ha- I'd hate to be a hater. I hate to be a hater. Mm. But when you get told that it's the whitest sand of all time, Tom, I expect it to be like... High, high smile teeth white? Yes. Not, a, not, like, not an ad. Like, like Lux Listings teeth white. Lux Listings I mean? teeth white. Yeah. And if it's not that, if it's not as white as Gavin Rubenstein's teeth... Well, then it's not white enough. It's not white. Then it's not the whitest sand on earth. And then I'm, and then I think to myself, that sand needs whitening. Yeah, we need to get high smile down here to this beach. Not an ad. Yep, doesn't have to be high smile. Whatever the fuck you want. It doesn't need to be high smile. It could be fucking Colgate. Whoever. Going down there with their white anti, their whitening technology, whitening gel or whatever it is, and gelling up the all sand. It. Well, if you're gonna spruik it as the whitest sand in the nation, maybe the on earth. Well, that's what I was spruiked. Then you need to make sure that shit's white. I think that the the, 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 the council, 
the the Hobbs, governing Himes Beach Shire Council. That's right, Himes Beach Shire Council, Jarvis Bay Council have a responsibility, nay, an obligation. Yep, not only to the to their constituents, Tom, but to the state, nay, the, the country, country at nay, large, the world. <laughs> yeah, to produce sand that they spruik. Yeah. If you're spruiking the whitest sand of all time, it must be the whitest sand of all time. Mm. So I've got some interesting revelations here. Because when you search up whitest sand in Australia, uh, Himes Beach is a popular result. But it also claims that it won the Guinness World Record. And there's a few different articles about it. But then when you dig a bit deeper, there's a few articles also saying, no, Himes Beach, New South Wales does not have the world's widest sand, Uh-oh. which claims that the Guinness World Records doesn't even have a category for the widest sand. So well, someone's, so well, someone's had a bit of a wool, wool, pool? wool pool? Pretty much, It's yeah. just branding. So they did do well, a... I co- could tell when I went there, I go, this isn't the widest sand of all time. It's just, I can tell. Yeah. And I haven't seen the widest sand of all time, so I don't have anything to compare it to. But you know but that it, this but is... But vibe takes over. Yeah. And you go, it's all, it's all off. Like, it's white, sure, but it's not white enough. No. It's not like, you know, I'm just trying to think of a really white person. It's not albino sand. No, it's mm, Malfoy. No. It's not Draco. It's not... Uh, Malfoy who, sand? No. Or so, whoever that... Joffrey sand. Joffrey. Sure. Well, I mean, Joffrey was... Eh, he was probably maybe more golden anyway. Sand. Joffrey was a bit more... I don't think... I don't think sand. Joffrey was... Yeah. He wasn't particularly white. No, not like I've been, no. What about like that guy Milky off me, myself and Irene? Yep. Or was his name Whitey? Listen, Himes Beach might be wool pulling everyone and you need to go into it with open, with eyes wide open. Not eyes wide shut. No, which is a very graphic sexual movie starring Nicole Kidman and Tom Cruise. I believe when they were still married and it was about like kinky orgies and shit. Shout out to Nicole and Tom Cruise. You forget they were married. Mm. You do. You do. They were like the... I tell you what was funny. I saw like a photo, because obviously there's all this Johnny Depp, Amber Heard shit going on. I saw a photo of Johnny Depp and like Winona Ryder when they were 20s, like young 20s. And it was just like something on Instagram. And it was a photo, a few photos of them and like a quote from them. And it was like... When you're little and you see these people, you're like, holy shit, these cool like Hollywood stars. And then when you're a bit older than them... Like, you know, you're now older than they were at that stage. Like, oh, these were just some dumb fucking kids with shitloads of money. Yeah. That's all it was. That's all it is. That's all it was. That's all anyone nothing, is. That's all anyone is. No one ever really grows up. No. Just dumb kids. Not really. You just get older. But you haven't grown up. No. Really. You probably get a little bit less tolerant of, like, just things. You know? Things well, piss you off way easier. Like, you get grouchy. You get grouchy and senile. Yeah. The grouch takes over the inner grouch. Dude, Not always. Speaking of grouchy senile. <clears throat> but often. Ian Chappell said something to fucking Piers Morgan. <gasps> like Piers Morgan yeah. of bit of a dickhead fame. English shock jock. English shock jock fame. He, he like introduced himself to fucking Chappell. He's like, hey, Chappell. He's like, oh, g'day, uh, and I'm... Piers Morgan, he goes, no, you're a dickhead. <laughs> Something, like, no. Something just completely snapped back. Just met Ian Chappell for the first time. Hi, Mr. Chappell, I'm Piers Morgan. I said, nah, mate, you're a dickhead. He replied, meeting over. Phenomenal. 
That's what it's all about. Phenomenal. That's what it's all about. Now, Eddie, we do have to get to some sport, and we will get to some sport. Yeah, we will. We I Before we do that, I think we need to give our little mate Dior Dave an opportunity, a right of reply to explain himself for those fucking atrocious Greg Norman outfits that he got us last week. He wasn't here when we roasted him, and now he has an opportunity to explain. And I think they're right there if you want to just grab them because we're going to make him wear one. The fucking children's... We were right as well. They should be right next to you on the ground. Right there. Um, they were legitimately children's cowboy hats. Like they were, we thought they were, and then a dribbler found them. And, oh, careful there, Dave. And basically found them online. So we asked for Greg Norman um, hats, and you gave Dave examples of what they look like, some photo examples. Well, we all know what the fucking hat is. It's the big, like sort of cowboy hatty vibe but it's straw and it's got the big shark do we want to get dave sitting over there on camera for this bit toddler or is that going to take a lot of setup so if we turn that camera on and get him sitting in front of the glory hole so can you as we cut to dave pull that hat forward you fuck pull it down i want people to see you it actually works perfectly for dave well that was the issue fit fine on my head right but what the (laughs) so you tried it on I got You did not you try, try these on. ones. I did. I tried on the other ones. Can you explain to me, to Eddie, to everyone, what the fuck you were thinking? All right. So <laughs> I was about like four hats in at this point. There was a wide range of different straw hats with different length brims, different length things. Because I was at that point almost certain I wasn't going to find the exact replica anywhere mm. in the state or maybe even the country mm. today. These hats were readily available online if you know we had came up with the idea. <laughs> A week earlier. Which we hadn't. But, uh, <laughs> I don't know. I guess I'd just drop the ball on that one. Uh, but anyway, I had a few hats that I thought were good enough that could pull it off with a bit of tweaking, a bit of moulding. And I was like, okay, there's these ones as well. They're all cheap. I'd already been given carte blanche on the budget by Eddie. So I thought, what's another two hats going to do? I did see these and think, all right, you just rip the little star off, which wasn't hard to do. I tried a bit. And, you know, you're almost there if that's what you were going for. <laughs> but they're tiny. They're fucking kids' hats. Not you're not almost there. Not my fault you have huge heads. You're not almost there if you rip the star off. That's what I'm... Like, there's just no... At least those other ones, whilst I they were I like that good, he tried to peel the yeah, star oh, off. Yeah, oh, shit. I think we can peel this star off and basically we've got Greg Norman hats. They are little male stripper cowboy hats at best. At, in reality, they're fucking kids' cowboy They hats. wouldn't cover some Johnsons. No, That's no. how small they oh, are. Oh, yeah. Like, Adam Elliott's dick would be like, this is tiny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, you know, so they, they, so- they were just one of the options. You said get options, so I thought, you know, I'll Jeez. get a few options. Yeah, I, yeah I understand. Right, we but, said- like, you could have got a top hat then if we're just looking at options. <laughs> you know what I mean? Look. <laughs> We, yeah, we did say options, but that usually means give us options within the parameters that were set as opposed to <laughs> just, just buying get- anything going, will this do? Yeah. Well, no, I've got col- yeah, fuck it. Let's get a bucket. See if a bucket works. A bucket. Um, well, I mean, you know, I feel like we're discounting some of the good work I did on the other purchases. What, like the, the fucking uh, the, the the envelope s- stickers? Well, <laughs> okay, not that. that, that one. Yeah, is that what you're talking about? Some of the not other exactly great that purchases one. Yeah, you made? Yeah, not that one. I thought I got some nice shirts. 
You well, you got, to, to you got fair, a Greg Norman shirt that was too small for me and it stunk. Yeah. I got like three different shirts and I feel like I was kind of maybe given some misdirection on sizing. Well, you certainly were not on the ball with the pants because the pants were literally you swimming on me. You got 38. That's exactly what you said. No, I didn't. No, you said 34 to 36, I believe. Yeah, I did. Not to give away my dimensions. <laughs> They literally were fucking humongous. Like, I could have fit six people in there. <laughs> you also did say baggy. What sway sizes? 34, 36 for Tom. There you go. In riding. And what did I get? 38. 38. And? You got me one pair of pants, 38. <laughs> but there were two pairs of pants. Yeah, well, the other ones were for Eddie. Which was what size? 34. I thought, I thought so 36. I got a 34 and a 38. Yeah. Oh. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I was almost certain I got 34 and 36. No, no, no. I'll cop that one. Yeah. I'll cop that one. <laughs> you also said that 38 is what we told you to get. <laughs> well, no, I thought I, got, <laughs> I thought I got what you told me to get, which no, in that sense no, was no, almost no, the 38. No, you didn't. Um, you also got the wrong tequila. Yeah. <laughs> but the right style. Well, yeah, the right style. Also, of the ice trays you got us, and I'm not going to say this is your fault, okay. but, but in the totality, in isolation, it's not your fault, but with, the, in, but with everything else. So you got us those ice trays, and then when I was getting them out, you got us four mm. of the plastic ones. Yep. Three of the four snapped in half when I was using them. So I, like, I didn't take into account your Herculean strength. Well, Tom, I so. mean, no, and maybe you should have. But I think moving forward, you probably have to. Yeah, yeah. Tom, I'll get reinforced strong. titanium yeah. steel. So ice I think trays. of like of the. I feel like I'm. I feel like it's a pass mark, maybe over fifty percent <laughs> in terms of things mark. I've bought. I think it's probably like. You'll have to, you'd have to beg for a pass. Yeah, I don't, yeah, you'd have to probably pay us off for a pass, Mark. Is there I'd not extra credit points for the content that's come out of the situation? Well, uh, no, it's a consideration. <laughs> it's something that we. Yeah. It's there's value in the content, sure, but that doesn't mean it'd be silly of us to give you a pass, Mark. But it would be smart of us to keep getting you to do shit for us because it's funny because you fuck it up. <laughs> <laughs> we just don't want to. Nothing that's gonna like nothing that's gonna make or break us. No, just small stuff. Just small things. Like buying yeah. cowboy hats. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, and, now, and now we've got some nice dress-ups for the office as well. I we think. do have some... Well, you've got some dress-ups. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you do. You've, you've got to wear nice those hats now every podcast. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. your new attire. I'll bring in some nice boots and pants to go with it. Cowboy Dave. Yeah. yeah. Stick them up. Some cute little boots, dude. Yeah. <laughs> he's to dress him up like Woody. And some little arseless chaps. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's just yeah. dressing him up like Woody. Yeah. I like that. He's pretty close. You aren't far <laughs> off, dude. And you will write Tom and Eddie on your foot. <laughs> <laughs> You got a slave in me. <laughs> um, sweet. Well, I, I'm glad we cleared that up, Dave. I'm yeah. glad we cleared it up. I was very disappointed I wasn't on the podcast then to, you know, give my right reply for that and for the Elon Musk chat. But we can get back into yeah, that. Yeah, we can get back to that on Thursday. Um, but I don't know that your right of reply on Thursday would have been any better than it was today <laughs> considering you've had days to come up with a planned response and it was still shit. But I kind of like Dave in front of the glory hole. I like him over there. <laughs> I like him over there. It reminds me 
brilliantly, I might add, of the time that you got licked nearly to death <laughs> oh, by right. dribblers at the <laughs> yeah. fucking the live, live show. show. Yeah. He started climbing through it and then dribblers, he was, his arms were pinned, weren't they? And yeah. dribblers came and licked his face. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I remember seeing you in the bathroom washing himself down. I was like, what are you doing, mate? He goes, bro, I got nearly licked to death. In like the dribbles. height of COVID. <laughs> yeah. Like, we were just about to go into another snap lockdown yeah. for like six months yeah. and Dave's face just got licked off. I'd forgotten about that because I still haven't I caught haven't. COVID despite coming you haven't very got it close yet. to you. Yeah, but now that we remember that, I'm kind of thinking surely like... But maybe know, that's why you didn't get it. Yeah, you build exactly. up your fucking immunity, immunity by getting yeah. licked yeah, by Yeah, your dribblers. skin just absorbed exactly. it. Well, yep. good for you. Happy with that. Mm. Great for you. Now, um, it is Monday. It's not Thursday. It no, is Monday, it so is we Monday. must talk some sports. We must Thomas. talk some sports, so it's probably time that we move into a bit of sport. <laughs> bit of sport, Eddie. Obviously, our sports podcast, believe it or not. Before we get into Matters Rugby League, I just wanted to shout out the Thick Ropes County 11 for a famous, famous, famous win yesterday. Um, I don't know the name of the team we beat. They didn't play in the spirit of cricket and they probably cheated a little bit, but that didn't stop us from pounding them into the earth with a bonus point victory. Was it stumped? Is that who it was? That we played. Yeah. I don't know why. How the fuck do you know? Well, because I'm on the Last Man Stands website. Did you score? And that's did what you it says play? you played. I did play. I got three famous runs and then was bowled, <laughs> which was not great. That wasn't great. We batted first. I rocked up late, straight in. Well, not straight in, but I just kind of basically arrived and went straight in the bat. I was batting. I think I was batting too emotionally, dude. You know, it wasn't calculated. I was in a. Why were you batting emotionally? Because I left the house in a frazzle. Why? Because life sometimes frazzles you, dude. Young dad, you know, shit going on. I was frazzled. I get in there. I just start swinging for the fences. But the important thing about this, Eddie, and I think it's a, it's probably a life lesson. That's mainly why I want to tell the story, because it's about just trying to be as good and as great, even as you can, across the park. Yep. So if I don't provide value through the weight of just generational runs yeah then what do i have to do i gotta i gotta bowl my heart out or you gotta feel with a plum, a plum mm. which i did mm. but i also bowled my heart out leggies of course they were leggies and you know what getting them to turn they were fucking spinning their dicks off dude they were doing the twist like we did a last summer you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Three for ten I was off four overs. It's pretty sharp. It's pretty sharp, dude. And i got to make a special mention to James Harvey, Jerry, behind the stumps. He probably took about 50 catches. He took 50 catches. I think he took 50 catches. Now, there's only eight wickets to get in a game, and I'm pretty sure he took 50 catches. But Dixie was – we had a couple of ring-ins. Dixie of Joyride fame, he came and helped us out. Nice dicks. Yeah, according to the scorecard here, he got a half century and three wickets. Yeah, well, Fuck. he was... So, so he was best on ground. Well, he was actually not even best on ground. We had another ring in, a guy who we literally didn't know called Charles, who has... Let me get Charles's stats up. Now, this is a real last man standing I just fucking, saw that. I saw that when I was going a, through the stats. This is a last man standing, like, uh, dribbler of note. He has played... 468 innings. He has scored 13,946 runs at an average of 50.34. His highest score is 125. He's got 139 50s, 200s. 
National rankings only 638. Surely it should be higher. I don't know. But this guy was like having an old, you know, like an old salty sailor who like has sailed the seven seas and knows everything about like, you know, and if I'm setting off to sail, I want this motherfucker on the boat with me. He's a pinch hitter. Dude, he, he hated running quick singles. He's a larger gentleman. He's a big thicky who just likes to tonk and tonk true. And basically came in, bowled some really tidy overs for us. Why is he in the side? Why was he in your side? Where'd because, you find him? Uh, side of the street. So he is like a mercenary. Basically, he just makes himself available. I think there's like a pool of like mercenaries that Last Man Standing have where it's like, I'm available if teams need me. And he just goes around and fucking plays for teams all day on a Sunday. That's how he spends his Sundays. Yeah. As a mercenary. Yeah. He goes, just goes around and plays games. And he came in. Now, some of you might go, well, fuck. Is it, you know, would you, could you have won without Charles? And I'll actually, we could have because his 50 runs taken off. We still, I think we won by more than 50 runs. That's how good we were. Isn't that interesting? He the did people, take some I can't stuff. believe people spend their, that's how they spend their Sundays. Look, he's probably a single gentleman. Doesn't have the, um, you know, the responsibility of maybe a young family or just a miso who wants to go to like the markets or some shit. Mm. So he can just go, well, it's Sunday. I'm just going to go and pound fucking shitty bowlers into the core of the earth. Maybe roll the arm over a little bit. Tell you what, he, he said after, he goes, mate, you guys are good fun. He loves playing with us. Oh, he likes you. Yeah, he was good fun. Is that like a badge of honour to be called good by, fun by a mercenary? Oh, fuck yeah. Oh, fuck yeah it is. But even generally, like, I think that even the umpires, all umpires and any mercenaries we get in are like, oh, this is the team you want to play for because we just rip and tear and talk shit. Yeah, yeah, like that, like that. Win, lose or draw, we're up and about. Well, congratulations to the Thick Ropes. I, yeah. I, was, I was wondering what the fuck was going on with you guys. Well, I hadn't heard, a, hadn't heard shit. No, that's just because I haven't been playing, so I sometimes don't talk about things unless I'm involved because I'm self-absorbed. Yeah, I understand You that. know? Well, you're but, a self-absorbed guy. But... Being back in there and having a famous win with the guys, it uh, it meant a lot. But these cheat. Who do we play? What are they called? Stumped. Mm. They cheated a little bit. I got to be honest. They had we had one of the cleanest runouts you'll ever see, and you stand as the square leg for your own batsman. Mm -hmm. I had to give my brother out. Put it that way. I had to give Willie Berms out. Now he was out by a fucking long way, but I did think about not giving him out because he's my flesh and blood. But you can't. That's not the spirit of cricket. No, it's not. Jerry Jarves, James Harvey of 50 catches in one game fame. Mm. Fucking chasing a ball, turns around, pegs it at the stumps. He only had one stump to work with, Pat Cummins-esque. Runs this guy out and his fucking mate at square legs like, nah, in. Spirit of cricket died that day. Right, I calm with you. So he denied Jerry a famous run out yeah. because... It was his fucking teammate. The spirit of cricket didn't live within, no. within him. No. I get that. The that spirit of cricket died that day. If not for us, it would have been dead for eternity. But much like Jesus, we raised it from the dead. We brought it back. He brought it back. Yeah. Like that, respect that. Good on you. Well done. Thank you so much. The Thick Rogues County 11. Should we talk some rugby league? Let's talk some rugby league. Who do we do it for? Uh, our dear friends at KO Tom, mm. the best in the business. Mm. All eight games, ad free, uninterrupted during play. Yeah, every motherfucking game. And then if you miss the games, oh whoops, got minis. Whoops, got a mini. Can I say this just quickly as well, KO? Because you obviously do your minis so damn well, right? Yep. Really oh, yeah. do. There's a couple of things that I would like to give KO for free in terms of some advice. Yeah, not advice. That sounds patronising. Ideas. Well, you're an ideas man. 
I'd like them to do a mini of every single try from the round. So you just go, sweet, see all the tries. And I'd also – but also if you're going to do that, give me like at least at least two tackles before the try is scored where possible. Right. Like give me the lead up to the try. Don't just give me the no, fucking but last I don't, pass. I don't think Kay would just give you the last pass. I don't think that'd do no. that would do No. The other one would be a mini. Shout out to the plane flying over. Who's going to sponsor it? Um, the other one would be a mini, although it wouldn't be a mini, of the entire weekend's highlights. So if I wake up on a Monday morning and say I do a sports podcast, top of the heap or something, and I needed to catch up on the games I've missed or say I was away, out of reception, I couldn't watch any games that weekend, I can sit down on a Monday morning, mm. say, if mm. I was to do a podcast, and I could just pound eight straight games into the earth. I like it. I like it a lot. I think it works. I think it's genius. Mm. I think it's clever. You, if you fit it all into half an hour. Yeah. Fucking thanks for coming. Yep. Half an hour. Easy. Half hour of power. So that's all. That would be my uh, ideas for KO. Other than that, Eddie, I think we get into the round of rugby league. Now, if you tipped better than four games this weekend, I think that you are lying. Either you're lying or you don't get rugby league. Yeah. If you tip more than four games, you don't get rugby league. Yeah. That's what I'd say. It means you've got no fucking you've idea. You've got no idea you what you're talking about. Name and name you're alone. probably the first, it's probably the first time you've ever tipped rugby league. Yeah, if you and, you're tipping, and, you, and you're tipping off names. Yeah. Because I don't believe you. It's not possible. No. Broncos beating the Sharks. I mean, who the fuck saw that coming? No one. No one did. The Broncos didn't show any indication whatsoever that they were going to win another football game this year. No. I hate to say it. But that's the indication I was the giving. In, the only thing that they were indicating was that they weren't going to beat the Sharks. That's the only indication I was getting, is that a loss was coming. Mm. Now, the indications turned out to be false. Yeah, much like a weatherman. Well, like a, well, like a weatherman. Or woman. Or woman, but the weatherman specifically. Yep. He promises the world and, and never delivers. No, delivers... What is that? Promise of the world delivers a, something smaller. Um, Can, do, uh, I was under, I don't know. Did you watch it? I did. Now, safe to say that Katoni Staggs... Promises the world delivers an atlas. Sorry. Yeah, there one. it is. Promise the world delivers an atlas. I like that. Katoni Staggs did not deliver an atlas. Katoni Staggs delivered the world on Sifatalakai, who did not score a try. Staggs did score a try. He contained him. He contained him, brah. And I was, I've got to be honest, I wasn't sure that Talakai could be contained to that degree. I was worshipping at the altar of thickness. Now, I don't know if it is squared, actually. We've got to look into that. Just check the P's and D's for a Liam Brennan post. It might be squ- thickness cubed because squared is a 2D object, whereas cubed is 4D or 3D or something. But either way, I was worshipping so at the al- altar be, of thickness. It would actually be, well, so I mean thickness times thickness times thickness height. Depth, width. Yes, thickness cubed. Thickness cubed. We were worshipping at the altar of thickness cubed when really, you know, uh, Narbras of note in Katoni Stags. Well, it's funny, right? Like, it, we, we weren't really sure where Talakai sat in, in the pantheon of, of great centres in the game. Mm. But now that we've seen him go up against a Narbra of note... One of the one of the world's foremost Nabraras. Mm. We've got a pretty good indication, I think, of where the Nabrara sits in the game of rugby league. Mm. 
Because I think that they sit atop the throne. Yeah. Here we go. Volume times thickness theory. Volume is a scalar quantity expressing the amount of three-dimensional space enclosed by a closed surface. For example, the space that a substance or rugby league handful occupies or contains. There you go. What I would say... That doesn't make any sense to me. <laughs> no. What I would say about um, the Talakai uh, hoopla... Yeah. And this is no disrespect to Sifa Talakai, is that he's obviously had a great fucking season... His uh, high point where people were saying greatest half of footy you've ever seen from a fucking centre, comparing to Mal Meninga and shit, he was coming up against a pretty out-of-form Morgan Harper, and that's no disrespect to Morgan, who we love and adore, but a pretty out-of-form Morgan Harper and a manly right-edge defence, which was not doing well. So maybe... But it wasn't just the Manly game in which he got his kudos. No, 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 absolutely. He's been doing it all season, but the one where people were comparing him to Malmeninga and shit and saying it was like the greatest half of footy they've ever seen from a centre. I'm just saying he was up against an under-form player, an out-of-form player, and not a Katoni Staggs. And when he was up against Katoni Staggs, we're all thinking, fuck that. Yeah, but... Uh, the, is going to dominate. But the rugby league media, whether they, well, they... They clearly can't help it. Love fucking hyperbole. Well, so, so do every, we. Every, yeah, yeah, but like... Ours is, ours is usually measured and fair. <laughs> They'll just fucking say anyone's had the fucking best performance of all time, mm. like over and over and over again. Mm. You know what yeah, I mean? No, we're measured. We don't do that. Not we here. don't do that. I call a spade a spade if it's a spade. Yeah. I don't call a spade a fucking hammer if it's not. Do you know what I mean? Well, that'd be weird. That'd be fucking weird. You'd be lying. But so when rugby league commentators are saying that it's the greatest f- football performance of all time... You're like, that sounds like a little bit of mayo given it was fucking round seven Thursday night clubland footy and it was raining. Mm. Like, what are we getting fucking toey about here? Yeah. It was just a great performance. It was a great performance. And it was against an underperformance. But what was on the line? Nothing. No. Two points. Oh, fucking boo-hoo. Yeah. And Manly won the game. So I do think that, you know what? Did I pick Matt Morland for a try in about even? Yes, I did. Was it first try? I had another one in there. Unfortunately, it didn't come off for me. I... I will I'm say, happy for the Broncos. I'll say this though: I probably under, I I knew Katoni was a motherfucker, but I haven't seen it that much this season. Mm. It was a statement game by Katoni. Yeah, it was a statement game, and one where I'm like, oh, okay, I'm actually a little bit more, I'm warming to the idea of Katoni in Origin. I certainly think he the Talakai Origin chat might not be as loud as it was, although he could play a bit more of like a utility role. Him at centres, I don't think is happening after that game. Katoni, well, if he's not playing in the centres, I don't think he's playing in the back row, Tom. Well, they were saying you could have him on the bench as a back rower who can also play centre and in the middle if you needed him to, was the rhetoric I was hearing. And I'm now regurgitating. Um, yes. But I heard something similar, but then Gus Gould was also like, that doesn't make any sense because he's not he's not an origin quality back rower. Love it. Thank you, Gus. And that is where you do need the clarity from a great sage like Gus Gould. <laughs> um, <laughs> so well done to the Broncos. Uh, fucking, I mean, the Panthers pound the Titans. Are we sure? Bit of a care, no, right? we're not. 
We moved to the Friday 8.30 game. Now, we were pretty much fucked in this game from the ninth minute when our good friend Carl with a K, Carl Lawton, any good team worth their salt needs a Carl. Carl Lawton. Carl was red carded in the ninth minute for a spear tackle on Cam Murray of heyswish.com. Cam Murray, your mum, get her a gaz. I, when it first happened, I was like, was that a red card? And then every time I saw it since, I was like, you know what? Probably was. Probably was. <laughs> Look, I think Carl with a K is going to put his hand up and go, yeah. That, that one got away from that me. That one got away from me. That one got away from me. Did I did I mean to get him that vertical or past the horizontal? Whatever the fucking term is. No, I didn't. No. No, I didn't. And that's my fault. And I needed to be a better footballer for it. Yeah. But we were up against it But that the was, moment he went off. Yes. The reason I think it's a red card if is because he kind of drove him into the ground. Like yeah, he didn't yeah. slow it up. No, no, no. It was a it was a it was a pick and drive. He he fucking he was pounding it him was into a pole the drive. Yeah. If Cam Murray was a margarita yeah. and Carl Lawton was us, yeah. he was pounding him into the earth. That's exactly what happened. He got pounded into the earth. Yeah. It was a rugby league margarita pounding into the earth. That's right. Funnily enough, it happened probably at the very moment that I was getting into my work at there the wedding. You, you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. So there was a bit of synergy there. Well, are you saying potentially that you caused it? No, I'm not saying that at all. Okay, good. I'm just saying there's synergy. Yeah, there is synergy. There's no doubt about that. Even though we were separated by vast distances, I there was synergy. Yep. That's what I'm saying. But we're up against it. Do you I mean, th- at halftime, I'm like, we're a sniff. I think morally, this isn't a rugby league math thing. This is this is more just like morals, right? If we're talking Hello Sport University, morals and ethics 101. Yes. Morally, we won that game because... We were playing with a man down for fucking, uh, what, a, a 70 minutes? 72, 71. And we basically, like, they couldn't put us away until the 70th minute, essentially. Basically, when they put us away. Basically, right I'm at just the looking here in terms of the tries scored, right? It was 70 to 70, 70 and 79. 70 and 79th minute is when they finally put us away and we had a man down for the whole game. Morally, we win that. Well, it's a moral victory. Yes. Again, much like last week, we don't get the two points on paper, but I think Des is happy with what he sees. It's round eight, bro. I'll take a fucking moral victory and a rugby league math victory back-to-back over any of those fucking... Do you wins. know what it was? It was a stubborn loss. Yeah. It was a stubborn, stubborn loss. Stubborn. We dug in our heels. We go, nah, look, we might be missing a man, but we're, we're digging the fuck in. Yeah. And... Rugby league math will tell you that after a period of time, 12 versus 13, it's just, it's a numerical disadvantage that can't be maintained or sustained or weathered for that amount of time. Yeah. That's all it is. Mm. It's just simple arithmetic. Yeah. After 70 minutes, generally that one man numerical disadvantage will beat you down. Yeah, it'll beat you down. Over it'll get the, the better of you. It'll get the better of you. But the boys didn't give up. No, they didn't give up. And that's what I mean, right? If you go into the sheds after that game, who's happier? The mighty Manly Seagulls and Desley Hasler or Demetrio, whose name I can never remember. Jason? JD? And the boys there? They're like, fuck, dude. We couldn't put away a 12-man Manly Seagulls. We morally lost that one. 
That's right. And I think they'll deep down they'll know that. I mean, Jason Saab gets a try first of the first season. First of the season. Kieran Foran goes over I'll tell you again. who's got a bit about him, Eddie. That Christian Tui Pelotu. Tui Pelotu, Also, yeah. dude, stubby cooler can of cola fucking eats people in defence. Yeah. Andrew Matheson actually been tooting fucking coolers, colas, horn for a while now. He's like, bro, this kid can fuck. And you're starting to see it. Mm. You're starting to grow grow into the game a little bit more. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it starts with feeding people. Well, because – but he's, like, in the side. Everyone's like, oh, this guy's fast as fuck, which is great. But it's actually, I think, way more erection-inducing to see it, someone who is known for their speed – Show really none, not not show none of the speed, but that wasn't the feature of his game. It was that he just snapped cunts. I love seeing it. I love seeing a good rugby league snapping because it then means that we can start to get back a sense, a feeling of like the olden days, not the olden days, but yeah. like you know, a decade ago. Yeah, when shoulders used to fucking shoulders, feed shoulders people, of justice, and he just set the tempo. Yeah, when you see your mates absolutely snapping blokes, it just pumps you up. I heard this, and this isn't, I'm not coming at this with an opinion. I'm coming at this as a question. When Tommy, who apparently is meant to be back this weekend when we pound the Tigers, Saturday, uh, 3 p.m. at Brookie Oval, mm. Tommy comes back into the side. Uh-huh. Ruben, who has handled himself with a plum at fullback, correct. He goes back to the wing. Some asking the question Saab or Tui Pelotu? As the other winger. Now, obviously, Saab's form last year out of control. He hasn't had the start the year he's probably wanted. Uh, it's an interesting question. Now, Des has obviously shown, like, you know, he wants to stick with his fucking boys, but... It is an interesting question. I think probably that he, he'll pick and stick and hoping that Saab just builds a bit of confidence and starts to get back the form that he had last season. But also, if he needs a freshen up, out to Blacktown workers, there's no problem there. Like, Fucking us. Nothing wrong with the freshen up. Bit of work up. with the workers. Everyone sees a freshen up as like this bad thing. I'm like, bro, there's nothing wrong with a freshen up. Yeah, go get, and disrespect some lower graders. Work with the workers, yeah. bro. Get some conf- confidence back. Fly high. Mm. You know what I mean? There's nothing like fucking shitting all over some beaters to make yourself feel better. Yeah, exactly. Sometimes that's exactly what the doctor ordered. Go and poo on some beaters. Go poo on some beaters, mate. And then come back and rip and tear. That's right. Can I also tell you, can I can I point out something else that warmed my heart, Eddie? Like I was sitting on the couch yep. and my heart was warm. How now, is it warm? I don't know if that's like a health problem. How is it look warm? Look into that. Uh, our boy, our young boy who also turned 21 on the weekend, Joshy Schuster, the blindest man in rugby league, back and playing without a fucking lick of vision. And doesn't need it. Doesn't need it. He looks stronger. He looks bigger. He set up tries. He was just fucking... It was for first game back off the fucking, you know, like he's been out injured and to just get straight back into ripping and tearing rugby league football, Josh Schuster was fucking good. It like this... The, uh, uh, just horny stuff. He has been out of the... Motorbike sponsor, Harley Davidson. Reach out. Not an ad. He's been out of the game for what? He hasn't played. He hasn't since played September. this season. Yeah. So that's a long time on the literal sidelines, Tom. Literal. So and for him figurative. to come, figurative, figurative and literal. But yeah. for him to come back and blow out the cobwebs while setting up tries 
and looking fucking sharp as yeah. attack. Blowing them out. Where is he going to get to at the end of the season? That's what I'd ask. Blowing out cobwebs. That's what I'd ask. By the end of the season, he could be, I don't know, the best back row in the comp. Now, there is all this yarn about, like, oh, he wants to play 5-8, all that. Yeah, that's cool. But Next Kieran Foran played so well. Kieran Foran was fucking out there ripping and tearing. It's like, listen, and I'm not speaking to Josh directly, but I am saying... The team. I tell you what, I liked this, the term that, uh, what's the Cowboys coach called again? Todd Payton. Todd Payton of looks like an evil villain from a film fame. He was talking about um, someone in his team, but he was saying, I think it was because they've got like um, Scotty Drink and uh, Hamiso Tabuai Fado like fighting for positions and their ones on the bench, ones not. He was like saying uh, that, you give yourself to the team wholly, wholly and fully. You give yourself to the team. I am owned by the team yes. and whatever the team needs mm-hmm. in the act of me giving myself to the team yep. is what the team gets. They get what they need from me. So with Shuey, Schuster, Mr. Blind Man, I'm sure he wants to play 5'8". I get it. You want that 5'8 Bicky, but... In giving yourself to the team, you have to accept what the team needs for you. And the team right now needs you being a big, thick, blind, no-look-pass-giving, fucking bunter, fucking bumping off defences, smashing cunts, back rower on the edge. That's what the team needs. That's what the team requires at this point in time because we've got a six in Kieran Fawn who's doing a fucking great job. But our side needs... A motherfucker. Is our side stronger with Schuster at six and four and not in the side? No. No. No, it's not. It's just not. Our team is stronger, Thomas, when Schuster is out on the edge doing a fucking job, given given holy nut. Yeah, holy nut. Given holy nut. Our Father who art in heaven, holy be thy nut. That's right. Given holy nut to centers and to fucking wingers, bro. Yeah. That's what we need from him. We need him drawing in defense and then giving little fucking little mm, seeds mm. off the hip. Yeah. That's what I like to see Josh Schuster do. And I think that if he can put in 110%, Tom, yep. every week, mm-hmm. I think he gets a ring by the end of the season. So yep. there's a lot to think about, Josh. Look, to. wasn't Manly's night. That's okay. Fucking moral victory. Moral victory. Fuck the Rabbitohs. Fuck the Rabbitohs. There is a couple of results, though, that I did want to get to, which is why I think we, we move on, Tom. Yeah, great call. Um, the Raiders. Oh, my God. The Raiders. The Raiders. Why the Ra- did I, why, when you picked them, why did I pick them? Why do I, what now, do I do? What am I doing? I said I thought that the Raiders would cover the line of one and a half. I thought that there was a chance there that they'd end up either winning by one as like just a big fuck you, Eddie, mm. or they'd lose by like one or two. Doesn't matter which way you want to slice or to dice it. The results the same. I lose. Yeah. Ricky Stewart must think that he's living in like some sort of fucking simulation where he's just getting tested. You know what I mean? As like as as some sort of form of entertainment for people. You know? Have you have you seen the movie The Green Mile? Yes. You know how Tom Hanks ends up being like 400 years old because he kills that like person of God? Yes. And like as his punishment, he has to just live forever? Yes. I don't know whether Ricky has like wronged the rugby league gods and as a result, 
he is just constantly having to get to halftime leads and blow them. Or just lose by a point. Like, he's been doing this for years. For years and years and years. No one blows a second half lead like the... I think they've done it three times this year. Can you just check, Dave? I'm surely someone's found the stats on just, like, Raiders blowing leads. Like, if... If the leads were like uh, someone in a back alley, like a horny dude in a back alley, and the Raiders were uh, someone who was blowing things for cash, the Raiders would be in a back alley blowing a lead. This could be completely wrong, but didn't Ricky Stewart start going down to watch games on the sidelines because he wanted to boy his boys when they needed him because they were blowing leads? I don't know. That could be complete bullshit. I thought he just loved being on the sideline, but I don't think that anyone. But I don't blows think he used to leads. be. I don't know. Maybe not. But they blow leads. Like, all I'm saying is it's not working. Maybe you got to go back to the box. I don't know whether Ricky is like. Re- is it like? Is it fucking? What's, what's he got to do to be under pressure coaching that side? Because surely lead blowing comes to coaching. It's like this team can get out to leads. And then they just get on their knees and knees and blow them. Surely, no, I agree. They've got a. That's a coaching thing. But I still don't think that he's in trouble at all. I'm not saying he is or isn't. I'm I'm asking what does he need to do to be in trouble? You know what I mean? This guy seems like he just can't get in trouble. Well, I think that for he, the way that he would get in trouble is if his his friend Ferner down there at Raiders leaves. I think he's very well connected. Yes. But, like, the in, team sucks. Well, the team's not going well. No. I feel b- sorry for Jack Whiten, who's such a good fucking player. It's like, oh, dude, get me out of here. It's just been a, it's been a funny old season. I, again, I, we, we'll, get to the, we'll get to the Knights, but I just want to, it's just, just Rain Man saying that the Newcastle Knights and Canberra Raiders, two of the worst sides, if not the two worst sides. Raiders are coming comp- dead last. Uh, sorry, Knights are coming dead last. Yeah, they are. And are the Raiders second last? Second or third. The Ra- Raiders are third last, but same amount of points as the Knights. Jesus Christ. Like, he couldn't have picked two worse sides. No, he couldn't. To try and beat us. Yeah. Which is fucking hilarious. I'm, I'm just going to keep bringing it up every week because I'm just I'm Yeah, just well, it. I mean, you've got it. I'm just loving it. Loving it. Absolutely loving it. So, congratulations to the Raiders for blowing another lead. I think it's terrific. I think it's tremendous. And if, in fact, you are doing that for the only reason being that you want to keep us entertained, then you're doing a great job. Because mm. it's fun to watch. Yeah. Tom, where do you, where are the Roosters at, mate? What are, you, what, are you, what are you seeing? I think the Roosters aren't very good this year. Now, that's no disrespect, although it is. Um... Trent Robbo Robinson. Dragons into the dogs, just for a... Dude, that is so good. Think about that. Just say that again. Dragons into the dogs, LL. Now, and as they almost lost to the Broncos. And they lost to the Knights this year as well. Lost to the Knights, almost lost to the Broncos. Just came back. If they almost lost to anyone else, probably. Um, Mate, they're just not... It's their halves, kind of. Like, there's... I'm sure there's many things. But, like, I heard someone say... This is a test of um, Robbo, and I don't necessarily agree with this, but trying to create good players as opposed to buy them. So like Sam Walker, who is a good player, but he's not uh, he's not being purchased at, 
as an elite player, he's like got a lot of potential. Yep. And then Kiri, who's just out of fucking form, or as Tedesco said last week, they want him to play a different role, and it's like trying to change the way he plays. What role are they trying to get him to play? Well, I think that because he was playing with Cooper Cronk, who was the organizer, and Kiri was able to just float and be free. Now they want Kiri to be the organizer and Walker and Tedesco to float and be free. So Kiri apparently struggling with the not floating and being free. Wants to float, wants to be free. Yeah. That makes sense because floating and being free. It seems like with the Roosters, though, like whilst they're not going great and everyone's like, well, all the Roosters, like it'll click at some point and maybe it will, they do seem to still make a lot of shit happen. Like they just don't finish it or they still fuck things up. But like they've got so much talent in the side that it's it does seem more about like just a clicking problem. It does seem like a clicking problem. That's exactly what it seems like. Because they're too fucking stacked in two new positions for them to be going, for them to not do something. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And then you hear Cooper, who I'm like, God, you just know everything. He's like, they, they're they focusing on their defense. I'm like, well, that's fair enough, but you're not. You're still losing. You're still losing, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, yeah I think Tom was kind of right. Statistically, the Roosters kind of got the better of them. Like 11 offloads to four, a fast average play the ball speed. I mean, two line breaks to three, but 27 tackle busts to 21. 283 kick return meters to 72. So they're getting up the other end of the field. An equal possession, uh, Roosters' completion rate let them down. But on a lot of the stats, like, they were ahead. Yeah, just fuck... They're just, they're just not... I'd, like, I wouldn't be too fucking concerned if I'm a Roosters fan. Although I would, because you just lost to the Dragons and the Dogs back-to-back. You losers. But, you know, I don't think you can really write them off. No, I don't think you can write them off. I'm not writing them but off. So well... Uh, they're not winning the comp. No, fuck no. They're not winning the comp. Outside of Manly, there's only really two teams that are winning the comp, and the Penrith Panthers and the Melbourne Storm are it. That's they it. They are fucking ridiculous teams. They are so good. Although, good. we've got to remember, Tom, and it's easy to forget because, you know, we like to live in the now, that there are there's essentially four seasons in a rugby league season. There's the start of the season, there's the origin period, then there's the, the games after origin, and then there's finals. And they're all different little, like the Eels, right? Like, like they hate September. Four seasons in one day. It's like four, it's seasons, four seasons in one day. In one season. It's like four seasons. Shout out to Four Seasons Condoms. Not a sponsor. And Four Seasons Hotels. Not a sponsor. And the Four Seasons. And the Four Seasons. And Crowded House for Four Seasons in One Day. <laughs> um, and for seasonings on top of foods and shit. Which, if you had to pick Four Seasonings, what would you pick? <sighs> four Seasonings. Okay, fuck. I mean, I've got like, one chicken salt. Yeah, I was gonna yeah, say. Chicken yeah, chicken salt. Yeah. Uh, pepper is pretty good. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. I like a Tabasco. I like a sriracha. Is that a seasoning? No, yeah, it's not. Sauce. Isn't it? Oh, they're just more sauces. Yeah, that's a good point. So, what would define a seasoning then? Like a paprika or. Oh, I don't mind smoky paprika. Or like or- or Oregon? Oregano. <laughs> Oregon. 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 Fuck me. You know I, what I meant. I thought sauce was a seasoning, so I can't be too judgmental. Uh, yeah, definition of a seasoning. We got one? Oh, no. Oh, Dave. I've got chicken salt, chicken salt, pepper, paprika. What about pe- uh, what about regular salt? And regular salt. Well, but they, if people want to get us on doubling down. Have you ever had Vegeta or Vegeta? Like the dude from Dragon Ball Z. Vegeta. No. Vegeta. No, type in V-E-G-E-T-A. Okay. By the way, seasoning. seasoning, salt, herbs, or spices added to the food to Rosemary? enhance the flavor. It's good. Rosemary's pretty good. It's good. Yeah. 
on like garlic. potatoes and shit. Yeah. Is garlic, garlic a seasoning or is that like? Because garlic's great. Garlic's fucking phenomenal. But you wouldn't phenomenal. really season a food with garlic. Well, you do before end, you cook right? it though. Yeah, exactly. Which I guess is the same as paprika. Yeah. Yeah. Garlic powder. powder. Yeah. Haven't you ever had that? So it's just d- taken out all the fucking heavy lifting for you. Mm. Pre-chopped garlic. There is a lot of heavy lifting. Dude, chopping garlic can be a bit of a pain in the ass. It can be a mess. Well, because well, there's like a, a garlic, way to get the shit off. Garlic thing is better. But does that come a crusher? Yeah. Does that take the skin off? No. So you squeeze it, then you have to still peel the shit away. But you don't have to chop it. Because it just crushes it. Do you know how chopping fucking garlic's a pain in the ass? Yeah, it's a pain and in the ass. And then your fingers stink and shit? Well, I don't know that because I can't smell, but I feel very much like you, I'm good. So you don't know what garlic smells like? What do you, I can't smell, Edward. But even garlic? But I thought there was some shit you could smell. Yeah, but I just, like I can I can't smell garlic, but I can smell like deodorant if you put it right up to my nose. But surely, like you're frying garlic in a pan, that shit is aromatic as anything. Nah, it like, doesn't get me. Doesn't really? You don't me. smell that. Does so you don't know what the smell of fucking um, beautiful onions being cooked on a no, barbecue? No, no, I don't. Yeah. But, I get, I, but it makes like, me cry. So you don't know what a barbecue smells like? No. Nah. I can already tell Dude. just by the name that a barbecue smells phenomenal <laughs> and by the sound it makes. I'm like, if this thing smells half as good as it sounds and the name sounds, then fuck me, it must smell good. You know what I mean? It does. And it you- smells unbelievable. Mate, the, I want the, a smell, fucking the, the smell the smell of onion, brown onion fucking going. Oh, brah. Do you want to have that for lunch? Like just a sosso and like a bread? Yeah, like onion? A, is that what you want to do? Mate, is there somewhere that'll do that? Well, there's a Bunnings around the corner. Do I they thought they do, they do it, it on the Sundays. They don't do it during the week? No, they don't do it during the week. No one, I don't think anyone, you, I don't think you can just buy a sausage sam, like a sausage, sausage sizzle. sizzle. Imagine if you did that as like a store, we do a sausage sizzle every day. Like, that'd surely just be a license to print money. Surely we could just fucking whack a barbecue out the front and Tobler could just fucking turn. Bro, we could definitely cook snags in that little enclave there. 100% and just make a fortune. Well, I was more, I mean, sure, we could sell them or we could just have them for lunch. (laughs) We could have them for lunch, but we could also sell them. But we could also have them for lunch. That used to be my job at Beach Road for a bit when I worked there, is doing the sausage sizzle out the front. And I swear to God, like, drunk people especially... Five dollars for a sausage. Yeah, Do we license get Dave to print money to subsidise his hefty wage. <laughs> we get him out here selling snags. Five dollars a pop. I reckon you put fishbowl out of business. Not that I want to. Not but that I think we want to, but you would. It'd be an unfortunate byproduct of selling snags. Like who's saying no to that? Who's saying no to that? Because mm. you can't buy them anywhere. Or if you can, I'd like to know where. Where the fuck can you Get buy those Vietnamese sizzle? bread rolls, dude? Now, obviously, yeah. I am a I am a purveyor. You know, of we, we could do folded for, bread. You know, mate, like the there's some fucking really good Vietnamese rolls just in there. Is there? Yeah, bro, just in there. Do we go and buy a barbecue? Well, that's not what I said. <laughs> well, huh? We could. I'm saying, well, where are we getting the snags from? Well, I'm just saying there is a well. Oh, so you want to? Oh, so get the bread rolls, buy a Barbie, a little <laughs> Weber, set it up out there. Is that what we're doing? I think it might be. Put it on the whiteboard. <laughs> All right, let's move back on to some rugby league. Now, nothing gives me greater joy no. than to see the Parramatta Eels of going to win the comp this year, fame, get fucking pounded into the core by the North Queensland Cowboys, who, like, hold on to your hats, punters, dribblers, but the Cowboys are coming third. I don't apologise because I'm never wrong. Mm. But if I were to apologise, which I would never would, no, because I'm never wrong. Yep, 
It would be to the Cowboys. Yeah, if there was ever a world where apologies from you and I were a thing, which there isn't, but if there was, it might be directed at Cowboys fans, the club, and... Who I had coming last. Coming last, and up until literally this very moment, I was saying, you know, had had their records padded by shit teams. I mean, you could argue that the Eels are shit now, but shout out to the Cowboys for coming third and for not just beating... The Eels beating them to death. Uh, they scored one try, the Eels, to the uh, Cowboys six. Cole Felt with a hattie. Good to see Cole Felt getting into his rugby league work. 35-4 to four is a rugby league humping if ever I've seen one. Yeah. The Cowboys have come from fucking nowhere. Todd Payton's got him playing a beautiful brand of football. The team. evil genius. The evil genius himself. Yeah. And, and look... You could even argue they play some dastardly football. Well, know? absolutely. Sc- scal- not scallywag, scoundrelish, dastardly, evil. Evil are they, the, are, they, are they an evil rugby league side? You know, headed up by the villain himself in Todd Pate? Potentially. Villainous football, Eddie? It's villainous football. I mean, they're... they're they're stealing points from you. I'd also, again, if I was to apologise, which I'm not, I would... Include Chad Townsend. I was going to say, I was going to say you specifically, if you were to apologise, but you never do because you don't have to because you never should. Oh, but I'm if not you wrong. did, but if I did, I think I think you specifically would. Well, have to I apologize. think you'd probably nah, would as well. I, I would, but, I would, but to a lesser degree. To a lesser degree, but you know, don't try and get out of it. And again, we're not getting out of anything, so we're not apologising. But if we were, I wouldn't want you to try and get out of it either. I wouldn't get out of it. Chad Townsend would probably be in line for an apology if I were to give one. Chad playing some good football for the Cows is Vinny Chase. Vinny Chase playing a lot of good footy. Footy that he should and could and would be proud of. Like turning back that not turning back the clock, but just rock solid, rock solid, showing good, honest footy, just good honest footy, like and dependable, top. dependable footy. And Scotty Drink might be my favourite player. In fact, he's not, but he's a good player. Scotty Drink's got a bit about him, and it's interesting to see. And as I was saying before, the evil genius himself, Todd Payton, has the fucking origin player in Hamiso Tabuifado on the bench. Their backline's pretty fucking good. When you didn't and Chad, they're 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 like they're good enough. Well, they're doing a job. They're doing a job, but then and they're scoring plenty of points. Pedahiku and Val Holmes in the centres, and then Val Holmes is a Val Holmes is, is getting into his work. Then you've got Carl Felt and Tuolangi on the wing, and then Drink or uh, Fado at fullback. And I'm a drink I'm a drink guy as well. I like a good drink. I I gotta say. The eels moving dilly bags, Dill Brown of stalwork fame into the centre. Stop working. That's not stalwork territory. How the fuck's he supposed to get into his stalwork in the centre? You know what five eights do? They fuck in the bathrooms. Not centres, dude. You got to no be on five way, eight money to fuck bro. in a stall. But no, but not even that. No one. Who's going into a dunny with a centre? Exactly. This yeah. is not going to happen. Oh yeah, I'm fucking Dylan oh, yeah. Brown. Who do you, oh, he, he was what, what position? Oh, I'm fucking. I got the four on my back or the three, whatever he's wearing. It's like, nah, bro, I'm not coming. No, with you. they've they've disappeared before you've even realised. Yeah. I need a I need a I need a six. If, if I'm, I'm going to go to the dunnies, go in the dunnies and let you run a train on me. Yeah, I need a six. I need a six on your back. That's what I need. If I'm, I'm gonna if I'm gonna be bent over an open bowl. Yeah. If I'm going to risk getting fucking flushed, 
I need a six behind me. You know what I mean? I need At a least six taking me into battle. If you aren't in the spine, yeah. good luck getting me into a stall. Yeah. Personally. <laughs> me, me? My choices? No way. I won't get into a stall for anything less than a spine player. No way. And the bro. Eels have moved a very fuckable Dill Brown of... I'll go into a stall with that man any day. I'll follow you into a stall any day of the week. To now, I'm like, I'm not going to a stall with that guy. Matt, I wouldn't follow you to the bedroom. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Let alone a stall. Let alone a stall. No way. With an open bowl clogged, potentially. Oh, I would be clogged. It's, it's just all wrong. Yeah. It's all There's wrong. There's nothing romantic about being in a stall with, with a center. With a center? <laughs> Fuck. No offense to centers, no, but but like, you know what this is. You know what we mean. Like, you're not up to that sort no. of, like, you know. No. I don't want to be caught dead with a center. No disrespect. In a stall, that is. No. <laughs> Look, there's just no way. There's just no way. So, I mean, it's kind of not surprising that the Eels... Listen, dude, the Eels were going so well, and Dylan Brown was in the form of his career. He'd had more try assists, I think, in the first three games of the season or the first five games of the season than he had in the entire year last year. And then they move him to fucking the centres because they've got an outside back problem, which they do. But instead of... Just making one change, which is let's just bring in another outside back or put someone to outside, like put someone into the centres. They've gone, we'll move Dylan. There's one move. Now we're moving Brad's boy into six. So you've made two changes when really you just need to do one and you've moved the best player on your side out of his position. One of the best players. Yeah, but I'd say he was the informed player of their side until he was moved. Yeah. And now... Not only do you not have a, a six who's ripping and tearing, you've got a bloke who's playing indifferently it's, in just, Brad Arthur's son at six, and uh, then Dylan yeah. who is not playing as well as he did at six, and you've also got a bloke in Dylan who hasn't been into the stalls for fucking a month. He hasn't seen a stall. He hasn't seen a stall, and now he's like, how do you reckon he feels internally? He he's might like, be like a Portaloo guy these days. He's like, I, I was in the stalls... You know, twice a week. Some of the great stalls of this nation were... He goes, I've seen them all. I've seen them all. Christened by Dylan Brown. And now he's yeah. lucky to get into a portaloo on a building site. They don't let him in. They go, not mate. Not Sorry, dude. So that's disappointing. But look, Brad Arthur, I think, may come to his senses. I hope that he doesn't. This week it might be a thing. I hope he doesn't. No. Well, but I hope for Dylan he does. I hope for Dylan's sake he does, but I hope for the Eels' sake he doesn't. Yep. Does that make sense? Shout out to all the Eels fans out there. That must have been tough on the weekend, you fucks. Eels have got Panthers this week. Oh, yes. Love that. Love that. Um, so just quickly, the remaining games from last week, was there anything else worth a fuck there? Oh, the Eels got pumped. Oh, the Knights, dude. The, the Knights. Knights right dude, the <laughs> Knights took a penalty goal on halftime and they were losing 26-0. Like that is so fucking beta, dude. That's the most. That might be Think the most. That that is the most pathetic thing I've ever heard. You know life. what was the most beta thing before then? Do you know why they did that? Because they wouldn't didn't want to lose to nil. Yeah. So, but do you know what the most beta thing was before that? It was the Tigers taking a penalty goal against the Titans when they were only up four two or six two or whatever. Correct. And that was going to make it. A and four it was going to make it a four point lead. That was beta. This is the most beta thing I've ever seen. Two, they took a penalty goal uh -huh. when they were losing 26-0 on half time because they didn't want to lose to nil. Is that actually? Why would they do it then? Well, that's a great point, right? Because you're basically going, oh, we aren't going to score a fucking try here. 
Well, because they knew, because they didn't score one the week before. They haven't scored a try in two games. They got humped to two, and they got humped to two again. And they took the points at half time because they didn't want to finish with a donut. I can guarantee you. Uh, nothing else makes sense. What? I can't, I just can't, I can't understand the logic. If it's truly just because you didn't want to get humped to nil, then that's just so beta, dude. So beta. I don't know if you watched the game, but they didn't. He's got to, he's, he's got to get sacked soon, surely. Oh, yeah. Like, Adam O'Brien can't be there for... You wouldn't think so, right? Like, if they keep getting humped in this manner, like, surely they have to fucking... Fu- like They're going backwards as a side with him there. Is I Joey still there, dude? Michael seems to think that he's not. Can you look that up? Say, is Joey John still at Newcastle? Because getting on the blower doesn't really count, I don't think. No, if you're Skyping into the halves, that doesn't really make a difference. That doesn't make a difference at all. But I just think... I just think to myself... They get, they're coming last. They're a fucking another sniff for the spoon the way they're playing. Like, mm. let's be fair to Income. They're being appalling. Their side's not that bad. Mm. It's not that bad at all. Like, they've got a top, you could argue they've got a top eight side. So what the fuck's going on? So Adam O'Brien, if he's in the next coach fight, I'm not here. Well, certainly Trent fucking managed to uh, allay some of the fears. I want, It's just funny, though, with Trent, right? Well, it's, yeah, but it's Gus's side. Gus down to it's training. Gus's side Gus now. comes down to training once and then you beat the Roosters. Trent's probably going, look, like, I'm glad we won, but fuck me, it would have been good if Gus had come down maybe the week after. So Joey is working with the Knights. It's not like a full-time role, but he is working with it. There's an article that was just posted this morning which is basically Buzz Rothfield defending people who are going after Joey for Newcastle's lack of points. So he's so, defending people who are attacking Joey. Yes. But what's so he saying? So people are attacking Joey. Well, he's saying um, Andrew Johns has more runs on the board than co- as a coach than Adam O'Brien does, and that's why the attention shouldn't be on Joey. Um, he said Joey worked at the Roosters with Cooper Cronk and was there with Kieran. Hold Hives. on. He worked at Parramatta with Mitch Moses and Dylan Brown and... But yeah. are they saying that Joey should be under more scrutiny than Adam O'Brien? That's not what Buzz is saying, but that's what he's defending. He goes, I don't believe this is Andrew Johns's fault, but I guess you're fair to raise that as an issue. Again, I don't know who he's talking to here. I think the problem with Joey coaching people is that no one else is Joey. So he's just trying to teach him how to be like him, but he, no one is him. Yeah, exactly. That's the problem. Joey's too good. He's too good, really, to be working with anyone. He almost just needs to exclusively work in like origin spheres where people are as close as possible as you'll get to someone like him without ever being like him. He could, pre- yeah. I mean, let Nathan- me work with like Cleary, who's yeah. fucking awesome. No, he's, no he, like he, Nathan would take it on. Yeah. And they'll work together in origin and we'll dominate. But that's what I mean though. Joey at Clubland, there's not really anyone who's, mm. unless you're coaching origin quality halves, which he's not. It's going to be tough. It's going to be tough. It's going to be really tough. Is there anything else in the world of rugby league that we've missed, gentlemen? Not that I'm aware of. Not that I'm aware of. Mm. I can't think of anything. Another great round. Another great round. Manly will win this weekend. Know that. 13 plus. Thank you again to KO who support us and bring you rugby league each and every week. Thank you to KO. Love you. Love you, KO. Love you. Just got an email through that I just need to basically regale you all with. 
Yep. Uh, it's from Last Man Stands. That's the cricketing organization which I'm currently signed to. Obviously, I'm open to like being signed to other organizations, but that is who I'm currently signed to. So there's two emails. One came in at 807, so I'll go to that one first. Uh, you've made congratulations, Tom. You've made the honors board this week for the most economical bowlers in Sydney. So I am number six on Sydney's best bowling economy rate. Uh, at 2.5 and over, three figures of three for 10 off four. Yep. Um, and then the next one that came through was 8.11. So that was four minutes later. Congratulations, Tom. You have made this week's honours board for best bowling figures in Sydney. But this, uh, so the last one was economy and this one is figures. And I'm number three on that honours board. Again, three for 10. Off four, so I just thought I'd let you know that I um I had a fucking day out with the ball. Yeah, but first in nothing. Well, I just I'm just happy to be there though, you know, because I'm actually a batter. So like the fact that I'm fucking so high up with the bat with the ball is just fucking shocking. Um, anyway, should we? Is there anything? Should we dribble or something? I mean, what's up? We could dribble, yeah. What do you reckon? I think so. Is everyone else impressed by that though? Mm, Is everyone else impressed? No, no. Tobler is so. Yeah, but Tobler's a Dick Ryder. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, if you're in first, you're last. Hey, fuck off, Dave, with your cowboy hat. <laughs> Correct. Correct, Dave. Correct. Let's dribble. Hey, boys. It's the Bay 13 dribbler here. Just uh, waking up after a famous, famous, famous victory. And I'm just checking whether uh, Marin Shops let Joey Manu out of his pocket overnight. Anyway, I wrote this little, little song overnight after the big win, eh? Gimme, gimme, gimme a doggy after midnight. Give me Maddie Burton or Josh Adoka. Gimme, gimme, gimme a doggy after midnight. Give me Maddie Burton or Josh Adoka. All right, boy. <laughs> oh, my God. Fucking hell. I mean, yeah, sure. I'm going to, like, do we take that me, as a give comment? Give me, give me a doggy after midnight. Like... He squeezed an extra syllable in there. Yeah, right? I just of all the songs you could have picked, you know, of all the songs that might have had dog in them already. I don't look. It's just another example of sometimes we get calls that just beg a belief. Yeah, uh, take it as a comment though. I think I still like the song. Still yeah. like it. I didn't hate it, but it was fucking dribbly. Yeah, yeah. Let's move on. Hey guys, it's Northern Beaches Dribblet here. Um, I'm just calling up to just a vent. I'm still feeling a bit down about our loss. Um, one particular moment, the offload Marty Tapao did just before half time oh, pains me greatly because I just wanted to alert you guys about a stat. Every single time that Manly has been up at half time, we have won since round 17 of 2020. So obviously, if Marty doesn't offload that, South don't score. We're up 5 4. Anyways, just a quick stat to. Um, point out for and look out for for the rest of the season um a power loss definitely helped my way can be better but yeah on to next week manly forever sun exclusions never shout out to northern beaches dribblet i will agree with her that fucking marty to power offload was poison dude he was we were up by four there were a cup there was like a less than two minutes to go in the half he 
had fucking six dudes on him and he couldn't see a thing and we're inside our own half and he goes for a flick pass. I was on the phone to my old man when that happened and we were both like, what the fuck, Marty? (laughs) And again, Marty's good, but Marty's got that in him. He does. We we don't like to turn the the the. Uh, look, I wasn't even going to bring it up. In, case, in fact, I'd forgotten about it. But the Northern Beaches Dribble brought it back up. That was the fucking worst pass I've ever seen, and that's hyperbole. And I've seen worse, but right now that was just so unnecessary. In I the hope, moment, I hope Des currently and in all video sessions this week, literally sticks his head up Marty's ass and screams in there. I just scream, just scream yeah. in his anus. Yeah. Like, get your head right in there and scream into his anus. Never offload again. Just scream it in there. Because anuses remember. Anuses actually, I think, have a, the memory of an elephant. They, well, they do. An anus never forgets is an old saying. I it think. is an old, it's an old rugby league adage. An anus never forgets. Uh, and I think Des, because he's a wily old operator, he knows that. Oh, he knows an so anus. So he'll get rectal this week. Yeah. With Marty. He'll go rectal. Yeah. Oh, fuck yeah. He'll climb up into Marty's asshole. Oh, he'll climb up there. Pack a sandwich and a bottle of water. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'd be I'd be putting that Sambo in a Ziploc bag if I was oh, here. Oh, I think you'd I think you'll take a lunchbox. Yeah, you'd There's want some yeah. tiny teddies in there, some shapes. <laughs> Maybe a roll up. Popper. Yeah, and a popper. Yeah. Just juice. And he'll jump on it in there. Boom. Yeah, yeah, well, that's it. He'll scream, blow up the popper after he's had it, jump on it, and really shock that anus. Yeah. Into submission. Yeah. Never again. Never again, Marty. But Marty knows that. Anyway, good dribble. I hope he does. Good dribble. Great dribble. And that was a good start, Manly, uh, up at half time. Don't lose. So that's kind of Marty's fault. We're not making it his fault. It's not his fault, but you know what I mean. Kind of is. Sort of. Morning, boys. It's the 90s pop star dribbler here. Look, as men of culture, uh, I'm sure you're already aware, but for the dribblers out there that aren't, Mr. Robbie Williams performed at a packed Rod Lago Arena in Melbourne last night, which I was fortunate enough to attend. So from that show, I just wanted to share with you what can only be described as um, a true touch of class from Robbie. About midway through the show, after belting out one of his mini bangers, Robbie stops cold. The room goes silent. And without warning, he lets up a chat and chant. Warning. For the next 60 seconds, Robbie has some 10,000 people living out a tribute in the form of this chant to the great Shane Keith Warren. Vale, Warnie. And yes, he did play Angels. (laughs) Hectic. That would have been mad. Shout out to Robbie Williams. Shout out to Robbie Williams. All class. Still got it. Got some pipes on him. Still cool and old. Like, you know, he's kind of uh, like now he was young and hot. Now he's like old and hot. How old is he now? He's 48. I kind of picked him to be older. I didn't. That's because you're young. I think 48's pretty on for Robbie Williams. Yeah, maybe. You could have maybe set a pinch older. Like, I think Leo's 50 now. Is Leo 50? No. They're about the same age. Is he? Is Leo 50? Leo's not 50. Leo is 47. So they're very he's similar. Turn, he's age. turning 48 this year. So it's fucking hell that's age. old for Leo. Jesus Christ. When Leo gets to 50, that'll be a real fucking line in the sand. Oh, that's a line in the sand. Yeah. Well, I'll be 35 then when he's 50. So that's... I'm an old Hollywood actor at 35. Like, we've, we've watched Leo grow up. We've watched him go from fucking a boy mm. 
into a man and now into an old man. That's right. Time, dude. Time. Time heals our wounds. It also doesn't. <laughs> it's also the only incurable wound. Time. Should be in Thursday. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Thursday thoughts. Boys, it's Danny. Now, you blokes know, it's well documented, I don't even go for the Bulldogs, but I'm coming out with a statement. Um, Finichario and Dot Point Dribbler, you know those fucking lifesaver fucking ice blocks? Yeah. We, the harder you suck them, the colour fucking changes. Yeah. We can suck that down to the stick, you bunch of square cunts. Yous wouldn't know a fucking good night if it fucking smacked you in the face, you bunch of dogs. Moss, mate, you're a two-schooner bandit. And Finichario, mate, you're the type of bloke that has two nodos and one beer and goes, holy shit, I've had a fucking massive one. Jam it up your ass. And um, get on the big cat fucking train with the eighteen other eighteen thousand other fans that were there last last Sunday against um against those dead shits, those dead shits. I can't even remember who we versed. We just pummeled them into the ground anyway. Um, suck me off. And um, if you want to get on the R and R, come to the big cat right now. Saturday is about ten p.m. GG BL. SMO sucks me off. Okay, Danny. He's, he's got another one which is much shorter and actually has some sort of, you know. Also, boys, it's content. Danny. Just a quick shout out. When was the last time KD ate anything less than a three star meal? Legit, this cunt is pumping five star Michelin restaurant meals left, right, and center like it's going out of fashion. Goodbye. That's a that, now that is a good that's a good point. that's a better point. The first dribble was, you know, not Danny's best. No, it wasn't. But that's all right. He he came back with a much better, more succinct, more articulate dribble. Well, something we can work with, and that is that KD King dribbler, one of the earliest dribblers known to man, a baggy green holder of note as well, king of the dribble. Some would say. Does he eat anything less than a three star meal? No. He, he doesn't show you if he does. He does. He look. He would be mortified. If you knew, if he if you knew the truth, but he does eat out a lot. He likes taking photos and putting them on his Instagram. Yeah, he likes to lot. film like a you know like a scallopini or something. You know, and be like, ooh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He likes to say that he's drinking martinis and shit. Like, yeah, that's his style. That's his thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what gets him going. He's pretty proud of the bonus that he got recently. So yeah, I think he's, he's fucking, pretty. He's putting it to good use. Yeah, yeah. You know the Wolf I mean? of Wall Street. The Wolf of Wall Street. The Wolf of the. Big time, big dog knows what time it is. Or yeah, yeah, fine. yeah, yeah. The wolf knows what time it is. The wolf, wolf knows time. what time it is. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, Newsflash, bro. You're not a wolf, but you know, no. pr- we're proud of you. We love you, and we're proud of you. But a little less scallopini on the fucking Instagram <laughs> stories. You know what I mean? A little, <laughs> but less. actually more. Though. No, but more. Actually more. But actually more. Like a, a little less fucking drizzly glaze onto a. Onto a white plate of like you know oystery tartare fucking something. Yeah, you know the. But trip. more of but it. But more of it, like way more. Of way it. more of it, like margs, yep. teenies. 
rollies. I like. I wouldn't even hate more monologues. Oh, dude! Like I some would, more yeah. the camera stuff. I'd be I'd be stepping up his camera work. I think you need to start doing like little snippets, like what you're eating, what you're drinking. Yeah, you know, dude. What, what your vibe is like. KD does New shit. York. Yeah, yeah. KD does New York. Like That's Sex in the City, but for yes. King Dribblers. But for Dribblers, yeah, 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 yeah. You in the morning after a fucking night on the job, like you know, just play by play stuff. Yeah, real, real good shit. I'd be into it. I think we all would. Yep. I think we all would. Shout out, Danny. That was a much better dribble. Much better. On we go. Tom, Eddie, Tobler, Dior, Dior. Um, Northern Beaches dribbler here. Just want to let you know uh, the theory of being impossible to think about thinking. Because if you think about thinking, you don't realise you're actually thinking about thinking about thinking. And then when you start to realise, wait, am I thinking about thinking? You're not actually realising that you're thinking about thinking about thinking. Let me know what your thoughts. Manly 13 plus. Christian Dior, Dior. I didn't get it. He's saying that you can't not think about thinking. So if you try to to not think about thinking, you'll think about thinking. Yeah, it's sure. Yeah, okay. I I'm, mean, it's, I'm prepared it's to a, go it's with it. It's okay. It doesn't help me in any way, mm. but I am prepared to go with it. It doesn't improve my life. No. And I don't know if I regurgitate it. You know what I mean? I don't think it was strong enough for me to bring up at a party. No. For example. Yeah. You know? In fact, I don't think it's strong enough for me to bring up ever again. No, I'm going to let that one go. Yeah, that one's gone through to the keeper. That's bro. blown off into the breeze. Yep. That's pissed away. Yep. Like a stream of urine on a windy day. Yeah, or even just like dust. You know what I mean? If you have dust in your hand and the breeze blows it. Whoosh. Yep. Gone. Scattered. Mm. Like urine on a windy day. Sure. Yeah. Like pissing into the wind. <laughs> Depending yeah. on which direction the wind blows. Well, if you if you piss into the wind... Then you, you're getting, you'll be you're covered, covered in, in your own urine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? If yeah. you're pissing with the wind. Yeah, then it, you could well be pissing onto others. I don't know whether you, but if you piss with the wind, then the, you're actually blocking the wind. So I think you need to be pissing across the wind. Through, like, across it. Right. I, well, at least angled into it. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, maybe not even directly across. Maybe it's sort of like at a at a, at a sort of like a ten, oh, a ten or eleven o'clock to the wind. Yeah, I think so. You could probably like ten thirty. Yeah, something like that. Well, like almost eleven. Yeah, ten thirty, almost eleven. Yeah, and then and then you just it just it just crosses and then gets caught straight away and then you know floats off into the breeze. It was float well. You much like that dribble. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. Okay, let's go. Howdy, boys. It's the Drifter Dribbler here. was just uh, having to think about the NRL judiciary and uh, discipline process, such as like sin bins and send-offs and stuff like that. And I was thinking there's got to be a better way. So I've got a bit of an idea that I want you boys to hash out. Instead of sin bins or send-offs, I reckon that the ref should make the players run laps of the field. So if you know if you take some bloke's head off, rather than sitting on the sidelines and getting a rest for 10 minutes, and then once you come back on, you're refreshed and ready to go... I reckon you should make him run two laps. The crowd would be yipping and yahooing, getting into him for, uh, for taking some lads' head off. And then by the time you actually get on the field, you'd be gassed, which would be better for the other team. 
And if it's a send-in, or if it's a send-off, sorry, and they, uh, they, the ref says they should miss the whole game, make them run eight laps or make them run ten laps and give them that actual chance to get back on there, make them work for it, make him work hard. But again, by the time he gets back on the field, he's going to be gassed. Not sure if our running laps is the best scenario or if we've got to do push-ups or chin-ups or what we've got to do. But I reckon there's an idea there, boys. I reckon you've got to hit up PVL, get into him, get it happening. Cheers, boys. See you soon. So he's not even fully confident in his own idea. No, he's not. He doesn't. He's not sure. He's not even sure. He's still working it out in his head almost as the words are escaping his mouth. It does raise an interesting question, though, around the send-off and whether you take the rugby union approach. So, like, Carl Lawton going off, fuck the game, right? It did. Yep. Like it or lump it, it fucked the game, even though Manly morally won it because we're tough. We're built different. I think the way Union does it is he's off and you play with a man down for 10. Uh, 20. 20. 20, yeah. 20, I think that's fair. Then after 20 minutes, we get back to 13 players, but we're a man down for the rest of the game. So you, it's just like you are playing still hamstrung. You only got 16 players as opposed to 17. But it does then mean that the game isn't fucking gone from the moment. Like, the only th- real outcome that was happening there was South's win and maybe Manly pull off some absolutely ridiculous fucking... Well, a Christmas victory. miracle. A Christmas miracle. Yeah, I don't hate it. You don't see shitloads of send-offs. So why wouldn't you just have that, though? Yeah, you could. I don't have a real problem with that. I think, I think it would work. But... In terms of the doing laps thing, mm, I think we can probably do we piss that one into the wind as well. I think I think you probably piss that one into the wind. So that guy actually, I'd encourage him to face the wind and piss that one. <laughs> <laughs> and and aim your aim your shaft up towards your face. <laughs> <laughs> Just an idea. Yeah. Just carny yourself. Yeah. Mate. On we go. Glory, glory to South Sydney, South Sydney marches on. You boys are telling me you want us kicked out of the comp and you can't even beat us with 12 players. Fucking disgraceful. Good luck against the West Tigers next week. If you can't beat us with 12, good luck beating them with 13. Glory, glory, baby. I will beat them with 13. Don't worry about that. Oh, yeah. And we basically beat you with 12. So, you know, there's that. Mm. There's that. Mm -hmm. But you got to take your licks. That's all right. That's fine. That's fine. You got to take them. You got to take them. Tom, Eddie, Dior. It's the tank dribbler here, boys, from uh, Perth, Western Australia. Look. I'm going to have to hand it to the, uh, the Sea Eagles tonight. I'm not a Sea Eagles fan, but fuck, they showed some ticker. Thank you. And for any fucking bunny out there that thinks that they fucking won well, they've got a fucking, yeah, short memory. Boys, off topic, I'm talking condiments here. Unbeaten. The chili and soy combo at your local Chinese restaurant. Yep. Or... Any Asian restaurant, if you will. Correct. Boys, tell me, is it unbeaten? Yep. Like, I just dead set think it's the best. Yep. Bit of fresh chili, bit of soy, put that over everything, and you've got yourself a little winner. Anyway, boys, let me know. Catches. 
Yeah. No, you did said right, no, mate. He's right. You get that chili sauce, the oily one, and yeah. then you put it into the soy. But, that but don't also know. the the sriracha. the sriracha you put in there. I was. Uh, I think the chi- I think the oil chili oil one's a bit better. Or so I was at uh, Mr Wong's. I went for a little Mr Wong'sy last Thursday, and I don't know whether I am more of a fan of your chili oil. Your Sriracha sauce yep. or your wasabi. And there are three, like, you're getting different experiences, certainly with the wasabi, but... Wasabi's better with sushi, I think, but yes. I don't think you can have that with dumplings. Mm. Mm, yeah, probably fair with your dumplings. Mm. You're, you're absolutely right. I think, depends dumplings what you want to, I think dumplings you want to go in oil. I think the sriracha is... I, I, again, I are you going elitist? Are you going elitist here with the sriracha? Or are you sort of looking? No, down I like sriracha. I like. But sriracha. are you looking down on it in the soy context? No, I like sriracha. I'm just saying. I think I do prefer the chili oil. I think. I don't know what I prefer. I am. I am. Jury's out. Yeah, fair enough. I also think this dribbler has discounted the impact of vinegar in that mix with a bit of soy and chili at a Chinese place. Vinegar's alright. I don't hate vinegar. Vinegar goes pretty well, mm. but like I don't need it to have a good time. Do you know what I mean? Fair. But I need soy with my dumplings to have a good time. Oh, yeah. Otherwise, yeah. I'm not, yeah. Otherwise, yeah. I'm not having a good time yeah. at all. No. Yeah. In fact, I'm having a, a, a horrific time. <laughs> it's like if they give you that, they don't give you the right spring roll sauce. Like, bruh, mm. what the fuck's going on here? How many of these spring rolls? Got trainers yesterday. Shout out to Fangs. Shout out, Fangs. Shout out, Mister Wongs. Last one. That's right. Hey, boys. Uh, Brisbane Bulldogs dribbler here. Just a quick yarn to you is about finding dribblers when you least expect them. So I graduated from school last year. So I reckon I can tell this now without getting in too much trouble. But anyway, as schools do, we had a free dress day. And I decided to wear my freshly purchased black P's and D's hat just to flex the merch on a couple of mates that listen to the potty. Not thinking much of it, whatever. Then, later in the day, between classes, my grade 10 math teacher pulls me aside, points out my hat. So I'm like, oh, here we go. Going to get a spray for wearing something something inappropriate or some bullshit like that. But to my surprise, he the bloke starts a Hello Sport rhetoric-filled convo with me with all the trimmings, talking about how he feels bad for Dior and all the current topics of the potty back then. So, boys, just thought you should know the podcast is alive and well in the teaching community. Um, love your work and everything you do, boys. Shout out to Mr. Adams if you're listening for giving me an A in year 10. Love you. Have a good night. Shout out to that dribbler and shout out to Mr. Adams. Yeah, that dribbler and Mr. Adams and to teachers that dribble and yarn the nation, nay, the world wide. We're big fans of your work. You love to hear that, Eddie. You love to hear that we're bringing together faculty and and student. Student and faculty, we love bringing them together. Student and faculty, faculty and student. That's bridging right. the gap, bridging the divide. Bridging. Often, you know, your experience with the teacher is like, oh, yes, sir, miss, whatever. Fucker. Now they're just fucking, that's a meeting of minds. Could you argue, Tom, that no one's done more for education in this country than you and I? You Based could, on what we've just been told. Well, yeah, you could argue it, mate. 100% you could argue it, mm. and you could argue it well. No one else is bridging the gap between teacher and student like we are. And then it's... and Which in turn makes for better experiences. Exactly. And which in turn keeps kids in school, which in turn lifts us all up. Yeah. Well, you need the next generation educated, right? 
We know that. We know that. That we School do know. is where they're educated. That's right. Now. Unless what, you're lefty. Unless you're lefty and you want to send them to like a, a forest Steiner school. <laughs> now, where... To go fucking play with moths. Yeah, exactly, dude. Let's go and play with moths until you're fucking 18 and then get you into the real world. Good luck yeah. assimilating. Yeah. Now, Mr. Adams, who is a teacher, he passes on knowledge to the next generation. That's right. He is now connected to a younger student that he is trying to educate. That's right. That student now is connected to Mr. Adams. He is going to be more receptive to Mr. Adams' teachings. Yeah. He's going to be more open to learning. He's going to be more engaged as a student. He's going to be excited to go to school. Because his teacher's a mad cunt. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So, in summation... Are, Tom, we, are we also ministers for education? We're also ministers for education because no one's done more for education than us. No one's done more to bridge the divide, the great divide that once was that between teacher. The and once student. great dividing range. That's right. No longer more than a mound. Mm. Mm. No longer more than a mound. What a great dribble. What a great dribble. What a great time to be alive. Uh, shout out to everyone who copped merch last week, got the clearance sale, everything gone. I think, except for like literally 16 mediums, which 16 medium last dribble t shirts. Um, that is, well, there's one small. And I think there's 15 mediums. Right, those mediums will be the death of us. That's been confirmed. We went way too hard. Dude, on I mediums. can't. But I can't. I can't get over how close we are to getting rid of them. Yeah, if you're a medium, I'd almost go and buy 16 mediums. Just do it. You know Just what I mean? do it because then you've got a medium for all occasions. Yeah, for every day of a three week period, or actually less than that, a 15 day period though. Like I'd never thought we'd get rid of them. We got so many mediums. But we almost have. The fact we've got 15 left essentially means we've sold out of the mediums because we got a stupid amount of them. So everything's gone. It's all being sent out today and tomorrow and should be with you for the weekend. I want to see some Manly 13 Plus jumpers at the game on Saturday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shout out to everyone. See you Thursday. Bye. Could you two just not talk anymore? <laughs>